Features, the regular features. These are the episodes of the regular features podcast. Their continuing mission to find a feature worth repeating, to seek out new features and regular features, to boldly feature where no feature had featured before, regular featured before. Regular features! 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 Hello and welcome to Regular Features, a comedy podcast that's the same every week, except for this week, because this week is a very special week. It's very special because the Regular Features boys have been scattered to the four winds like fragments of a triforce or a a love letter torn apart by a jilted lover who whose tears fall on the handwritten letters causing the ink to run down to the bottom of the page as they look up to the sky, howl the name, Joe Scrabbles. Why couldn't you fucking record a bit of the podcast this week? You're in Japan. Uh, They definitely have microphones there. They probably invented microphones there. That's where they invented Pokemon. You're telling telling me that the country that invented Pokemon and anime and body pillows doesn't have microphones. That's frankly an outrageous dereliction of duty uh, on your part, Joe. I don't want to come down too hard on you because Matt uh, is also on a, on, unavailable this week to record because he his computer is broken. I'm, I'm, I'm sounding a little bit bitter about this, but I, I'm honestly not. I'm not bitter at all. Um, I know that computers are the only way of recording audio. Uh, And and Matt, who is a professional audio and video producer, uh, would have absolutely no other means to to record uh, even even a snippet of audio, just just a barest contribution to this week's episode. Um, Again, I I don't want to come across like, like, like bitter at all about this, because I'm honestly not. It's fine. It's actually fine. It's the readers that I that I worry about. I don't want to speak on their behalf, but I think they've been undermined. I think they've been oversold and misappreciated by by this absolute travesty of a of a shit show that's gone down now. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm coming across a, a little bit jilted by this. Uh, um, and I'm not. I'm honestly not. I'm not because because you know what. Gav has contributed, and that that makes everything fine. He's in Italy. He's riding around on a motorcycle, having adventures, touching men called Stefano on the waist uh, in slightly erotic-sounding ways. Um, And that's not all. We also have John Blythe. He's he's, uh, brought us a dispatch from Nottingham. 
which is slightly spooky in theme. I'll leave, I'll leave that up to you. I'll leave that little mystery door ajar so you can peek inside and, 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 and enjoy that. Um, let's uh, go straight to Gav because I'm just waffling now. Uh, this is, uh, I, don't, I don't rate my own, my own waffle uh, very, very much. It's a bit, um, it's a bit earnest, maybe, and uh, insincere. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would want um, to either listen to me or be my friend when I sound so sarcastic all the time. People are like, what is Steve thinking? What does he actually think when he says those things? Is he really joking about being angry at Joe, or is it is it just part of the? part of the persona that he's wrapped around himself to protect himself from hurt and pain, reader. Perhaps I'm the real victim in all of this. I mean, I definitely am the real victim um, because I'm, I'm the one who, who doesn't get to go to Italy or, or serve pints or be in Japan or have a broken computer, which what a, what a blessed relief that would be to... Uh, to be able to just relinquish our solemn podcasting duties in the drop of a hat, at the drop of a proverbial hat. Um, okay, I think I think I've recorded enough of an intro now to to launch into what this week's episode promises to be uh, the greatest one that we've ever done. Strap your boots down, strap your thighs together handcuff yourself to a pipe on the ceiling and just arch your buttocks up as much as you can and get ready for what's going to happen next. It's Gav Murphy, ladies and gentlemen, coming to us recorded earlier in the week from Italy. Take it away, Gavin. What a beautiful little intro to me you did there, Steve. Thank you very much. Um, hello, it's me, Gav, the, the travel-aholic, as you know. I like to broaden my mind by uh, traveling to d- different places. Uh, being in Kenya this year, remember? When I did a feature about Kenya, uh, I went to Japan once and spoke to Steve, um, all the way from Japan, even though I was out there working, and uh, I still took the time to sort of Skype in, not uh, obviously not pointing any fingers, um, but it's, uh, it was hard for us all to get together um, this week. And uh, you know, some 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 people on the podcast have have pulled their finger out a little bit more the, than the rest. Uh, as, as you know, as I mentioned, I don't want to bang on about it, but when I went to Japan, I did uh, actually you know wake up, but uh, you know with the rising sun, because uh, over Japan. Um, to speak to Steve, even though I was knackered and hungover, I still did that because obviously I care about this podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, so, so, some, 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 some uh, members of the podcast uh, might be in Japan right now, and uh, have they have they done the same thing? 
Uh, I'll, I'll have to check, but uh, at uh, the time of recording, uh, I've I've not received anything from uh, from a certain Mr. Joe Scrabbles. But uh, you know, internet works different out in Japan, so could be could be could be on his way any any second. It could be at my desk. Could be could be there waiting for me in an attachment, couldn't it? Um, you know, uh, other, other 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 members of the podcast I haven't been able to do uh, their features this week. Um, uh, Matt Matt's computer broke, so he he hasn't done one because uh, there's no other way of uh, recording bits of a podcast. Obviously, um, log. I mean, he's got he's got a pub to run, so that's a legit excuse, isn't it? Um. But yeah, I, I've I've been away. I've been I've been broadening my mind. Uh, this week I was broadening my mind in Italy. So I went on a, a lovely little trip to Tuscany. To, to be fair though, I went like when the person sending me on the trip was telling me about it. They named like five or six different places. So they were like, "Are oh, you going to go to Tuscany? Um, and you you'll be flying into Florence. Uh, so it's a really lovely trip to Italy. Um, you'll be seeing a lot of the Chianti. And they were like, "Just where the fuck am I going?" <laughs> Uh, just say one place. That's where I'm going. Uh, am I going to Wales? No. Where am I going? Italy. Fine. Good. Um, but no, I went on an amazing trip and I got to ride a Harley Davidson. Um, which I've never done before. So that was good. Uh, even though I told them in my email that I had done that before. But I mean, I didn't have to keep that charade up very long because it became pretty obvious very quickly that I am not comfortable on a motorbike because uh, it's hard to go on a motorbike so especially if you have never got on the back of one I only realized this as I was getting on I was like I don't think I've ever gone on the back of a motorbike before um, but yeah I got on the back of first of all um, a man called Stefano who had like you know proper like old school if you were going to draw a picture of a Harley Davidson this is the bike that you would draw a picture of but yeah I had to sit on the back of him and he was a lovely Italian dude he didn't speak much English um, and it is weird when you're sitting on the back of a bike because I have just seen whenever you see like pictures of people sitting on the back of motorbikes they're always holding on to the person in front I just met this dude and so I kind of put my hands around him and he just went no <laughs> so I was like um, okay so I kind of just loosened my grip and he was like no hold on and I was like, I am fucking holding on. Hold on to you, man. Um, but apparently you meant to hold on on the sides. So that's where I was going wrong. Uh, but I don't know how I was meant to get that from it. But yeah, that was fine. So went on a little trip with him. That was really good. Uh, but then halfway through, um, I was put on the back of a guy called Daniele. And now he was like, if you were going to draw a picture of someone who rides Harley Davidson like for a living, he's, li- he's, the, he's the photo, he's the drawing that you would do. Because he had... Like huge sunglasses, a lovely little white goatee beard, uh, white hair, f- covered in tattoos, and a big jacket. And on the back of his jacket was a patch, and one of them, one of the patches said, um, "There was loads of patches, but one of them said, uh, don't come within a hundred uh, meters of me, or I'll shoot you.'" And at the time of reading it, I'm, you know, being told off for putting my arms around him again. Uh, so I was definitely within 100 meters. Uh, but yeah, we, I was on the back of him, blasting around the Chianti region. Um, which uh, it was made famous, obviously, by uh, Anthony Hopkins in Sounds of the Lambs, because he says that uh, he eats a census taker's liver with some fava beans and Chianti. Um, 
I did ask a bunch of people like has that film done done them any favors uh, but there's a language barrier and when you're trying to be a dick and ask stupid questions that's when the language barrier shows its little face um, but yeah I was on the back of him for ages but it's weird when you're that close to someone and I kind of like was trying to make like conversation because it was quite quiet even though we were on the back of a bike so there'd be stuff like I don't know like I asked him like I asked him at one point because he was playing music and it was um, I think it was like Beethoven's Ninth Symphony uh, which is used in the film Die Hard and I went oh like Die Hard and it's nothing so I didn't know what he thought I was shouting I was just shouting die hard at him um, and then there's this point as well where a snake came across the floor road fucking hell Gav um, and uh, he went snake snake and pointed at it I went oh what's that cobra like as a joke and he just went nah it's a snake I was like alright well this that's probably as far as uh, this little bit of bants is gonna go between me and Danielle, wasn't it? Um, it was really funny though when we stopped. Uh, we stopped for like coffee and stuff. I don't drink coffee, so I asked for a cup of tea. They said no, but we do have red wine. I was like, oh, I'll just have that then. Um, but I said to Danielle as a joke, oh, do you want some red wine? He was like, ah, oh, go on. And then he had a big glass of red wine. I was like, it's all right, probably. I don't know. Um, he seemed to know what he was doing, so I was fine with it. But the place I was at was. Um, it was a really posh hotel, um, but like you stay in villas and stuff. It was stunning. It was so lovely, but it was full of like super rich people. Like people, like I walk around there, I obviously do not belong there, but I've kind of, you know, I walk around as if I definitely do and they, they don't know something. So they look at me and go, oh, he's here to rob us or whatever. But then I, I walk with like, you know, with a newspaper under my arm and they go, oh, What's, what's he reading? He, he maybe maybe he he does belong here after all. Cause look at that paper under his arm. Uh, it's just one of the techniques that I've adopted over years of travel. And um, but it was full of posh people, and posh like super American, super white people. And there was one morning uh, where I was eating breakfast by myself, cause you know traveling broadens your mind. So does eating by yourself. Uh, and. I was just listening to them talk and I tried to record a little bit of it because you can't but you can't quite get over it. And what this is is a recording of one super white, maybe like 55-year-old man, American dude, trying to explain Key and Peel, the famous comedians, uh, to his friends. Now, if you don't know who Key and Peel are, like go to YouTube and type in like King Peel best sketches because they are incredible. Um, but they do one in particular uh, where it's it's kind of taking the piss out of like how shit NFL uh, players' names are. So it's just like key or peel back and forth, it's like doing like a sort of roster reveal and revealing a really shit, like a shit name. Let's meet the players from the East. Demarcus Williams, University of Georgia. T.J. Jackson, Wayne State University. Tavares Smith King, Merrimack College. Kyle Royal, Smoochie Wallace. University of Miami. Desquarius Green Jr., University of Notre Dame. Ibrahim Moises, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Jack Marius Tacteratrix, Michigan State University. And there is, it was like, the, there's this really posh old man plus his wife trying to explain to their group of friends. But it was just, I listened to it for so long because it was so horrible. You know when someone's trying to explain a joke anyway, it's never gonna work. But it's definitely never going to work where this, the people are so different. And the best thing was this guy as well. Every time the, because Key and Peel are black dudes. And every time he kept saying black, he kept saying like, black. 
like he'd be like oh yeah so it's these guys and one of them is black and I was like do you know who says black like that it's people who have some kind of guilt inside them they've done something to offend black people and then they feel like they have to say it like that um I'm not saying the dude was a massive racist but I mean probably was with me like let's let's be honest but it was just funny just to hear him try and explain key and peel to his like super white american friends and just doing such a shite pig's ear job of it um to the point where he was just like i'll get it off you i'll get it off you when when we're in the cab i'll get it off you and i was like i would i fucking i definitely am not going home to where the place where these guys are going home but i might just change my life just so i can sit in that cab and listen to him play and just like oh it would have been brilliant um but yeah that's uh that's just a few things that i learned um when i was in italy this is just a little travel log for me um kind of uh, but yeah, I had a lovely little time, and um, hopefully I get to go somewhere else, and I can tell you all about that. Exceptional stuff, Gavin. That was um, that was fantastic. Uh, I did listen to it, um, and it was great. I loved your description of a Harley Davidson as being, if you were to draw a picture of a Harley Davidson this is what you would draw, which I think is a great way of describing pretty much any <laughs> object in the world. Um, if you Just imagine a lamp. Imagining what I'm seeing? Well, there you go. That's a lamp, baby. That's good. Um, riffing on the, on the motorcycle theme of, of, my, of my last feature, in which we rode around on hogs, I, and I do think um, we now have enough cachet within the motorcycle arena industry community uh, to form a gang of moped thieves. Mo- they're not thieving mopeds, but riding around on mopeds, snatching phones from unwitting people as they um, hang around outside tube stations. Uh, you can make a lot of money doing that. Uh, it's quite lucrative. You usually can sell these phones or recycle them for between 30 and 60 pounds a pop. Uh, hop on the back of a moped. Uh, you can easily pick up three, four, five phones in an hour, uh, an evening's work, um, you're going you're gonna to be looking at making a couple of a couple of hard K at the end of that. And uh, wear a helmet as you, as you ride along, and if the police do give chase, uh, take off your helmet as you ride, throw it to the ground, uh, it, it will be dangerous to pursue you, and the police will give up. Uh, it just gives you enough time to stash the loot, as it were. And uh, conceal yourself somewhere. Go, go into a friend's house. Do not go to your own home, um, but do find a sort of a neutral shelter, usually in the form of a, a maybe a girlfriend's place or a, or a, or a friend who who lives uh, in a, another borough. And that's how you start a little crime. <laughs> I don't know why I just I, de- I described in great detail how to become a mobile phone thief. Um, that's because I don't have anything written down and I'm just and I'm by myself and there's no one to to course correct my tangents. And this is what happens. I I start to give advice for how to do what is actually a very horrible crime and it's it's a, it is on the rise. Acid attacks too. I mean that's kind of serious now. So. Oh. See, yeah, this is why we need Matt in the room to sort of 
just uh, he would have jumped in at some point before I said acid attacks. <sighs> yeah. Ignore all that stuff I said about how to steal mobile phones. I've had my phone stolen from me. It's a really horrible experience. I don't want to make light of... I just did. I made light of it. There's so much light. It's blinding. I've blinded myself with how much I've described how to do uh, mobile phone crime. Okay, okay. What have we got next? What we've got next is John Log Blythe. He's going to whip you up to Nottingham, where there's all sorts of tasty business going down. Um, if, you have, if you've never been to Nottingham, uh, then you should come to one of our live shows that we have up there, the King Billy Pub. Uh, who knows? We may be up there for Christmas. We haven't decided yet, but we, we're all we're often hanging around there. Logs behind the bar. He he will welcome you if you pop in for a pint, whenever you're up there. Um, but if you've never been, then this is going to be very. Inter- pay attention to this because this is going to really fill in some of the gaps in your not Nottingham knowledge. You're not null, as as they say up there. Take it away, Log. I love you. Regular features, regular features, regular features now. <laughs> That's awful. Hi there. I'm stuck in Nottingham this week, but that doesn't mean we can't have some fun. Ah, a lot of you have already been to Nottingham for one of our spectacular Midlands live shows. But now I'd like to plunge you deep into the nooks and crannies of my hometown. Or the fuck nooks and fanny crannies, as they say in Hucknall, which is a place in Nottingham. So take a deep breath and bear in mind that it's coming up to Halloween, so there might be a little spooky surprise. First, I brought you to the caves of Nottingham. And as you can tell from the first background sound that I found on freesound.org, they're very creepy caves. And there are also caves with some major claims to fame. For instance, this larger cavern was used in the background in an episode of Scooby-Doo. You know, the one with his diving suit that ran around, but they got him up in a fishing net, but he was heavy and fell on Shaggy. That episode was so acclaimed that the diving helmet man and this cave would go on to appear in the opening credits to every episode. Which is why a lot of old people, you know, the kind of old people who still think that Scooby-Doo is a good reference to use, say that this cave feels like an old home to them. In fact, many of those skeletons over there are men who chose to stay here because learning new cultural references is too hard. That skeleton over there died complaining that Ariana Grande sounds like a coffee. And that skeleton died complaining that Cortado coffee sounds like Nelly Furtado. And so the circle of death was completed. And that's just one of this citywide subterranean network's claims to fame. Another is that the mayor's wife once scratched her palm against one of our rusty banisters and had to get a tetanus shot from a male nurse who looked like Mr. T. Over there you can see a small flight of steps. We've named each step after a member of the Jackson Five. There are six steps, so we call the sixth one the Baffler, so everyone thinks it's a puzzle and not a miscount. Once, the entity that holds dominion over the caves emailed Jeff Goldblum, inviting him in for a spooky supper of slime and cobwebs. Much to our surprise, Jeff turned up and went immediately insane, murdering 30 mummy spiders. But the most terrifying thing about the caves of Nottingham is that they are in the Broadmarsh Centre, which is a really bad shopping centre, where the only place you can get a burger is a wimpy. A fucking wimpy. 
Nottingham is a town that is truly ready for the 70s. Welcome to Nottingham Castle, the castle that most people point to and say, that's not a castle. I'm in my favourite part of any castle, the Oubliette, and as you can tell, it's just as creepy as the caves. Oh no! A skeleton! Let's get out of here! Ah, great. Now I'm outside the abandoned car park that used to serve Broadmarsh Shopping Centre, before it got rightly earmarked for demolition. Visitors to Nottingham by train are still greeted by this fucking rubbish grey block of shit as they walk from the station to town. So if you're a first-time tourist, or someone who's breaking their A-up duck, <laughs> this building generates a lingering suspicion that you've arrived at a very bad town, and are about to waste your entire day looking at garbage things. I've just clambered over the fences and slipped past the warning signs to soak in the atmosphere. Ah, there's nothing quite as creepy as a closed car park. You expect all the cars to come to life, start honking their horns. Maybe they're trying to tell each other what's in their boots. Says one. I've got a box of monster munch in mine. Replies another. Oh, I've just got a pair of gloves in mine. A few of the other cars honk in delight. Asking what on earth have they got in their glove compartment if they've got gloves in their boot? Says the car defensively, not quite feeling in on the joke. Just some sunglasses. What's so funny? Oh, that poor car I'm imagining. I feel like that every day. A werewolf! Scarper! Phew! I'm now back in Nottingham's creative quarter. In fact, I'm in the Antenna Creative Hub, from which creatives like myself are free to create creations. Creations like this one! I'm putting the final touch on my third song for the sounds of the Bum Gone Brown EP. Ah, you might remember this, a full-blown chart from episode 69, performed with Simon Chow. I can lift up a leg let a small burst of air out Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your asshole sing? You might remember this one. Let's do it. An homage to Victoria Wood from a recent live show. I can't do it. I can't do it. I know I shouldn't yuck your yum. But I'm repressed, so get dressed and cover up that dribbling bum. Enough talking like Stephen Hawking. I'm speechless at the notion of your arse uncorking. I can't do it. I can't do it tonight. Let's do it. Let's do it. Take it like I know you can. Basically, this EP I'm making is for people like me. A grown-ass man who does a laugh at a poo-poo. And if you are a grown-ass person like me whose laughs are indeed poo-poo-induced, you'll thrill to the sounds of my latest single. It's inspired by Gav posting pictures of his big shits to myself and Joe Scrabbles. It's to the tune of... Well, you're about to hear what it's to the tune of. Hit it! Don't stop shit in the pot. Open your cheeks and make a plot. Now let me see what you just dropped. Post a shit pic to me. Push out with all your energy. Push out that juicy load for me. When that turn is at your butt lips, just smile and let it go. Sometimes when you are far away, it aches to pass the time of day. I need a little JPEG to feel good. Don't you know a WhatsApp from you? 
of hot steamy feces brings wet smiles to my dick lips. So don't you stop straining, flip, flop, squatting the pot. Blow your thigh squirt from your butt. Don't put no filters on that shot. Send a shit pic to me. Excrete sweet brown meat from your bulging sphincter teat. A crystal four just can't be beat. Send that shit pic to me. Well, as you can tell, I haven't finished it yet, but by this rate, I'll have enough material for a complete shit-themed album by episode 750. <sighs> so, as the sound of seagulls builds to a crescendo, it's time for me to do a cartoon run back to my pub. See you next week, readers, for a proper episode. Ta-ra! Love you! Love you! Love you! I did a feature and I liked it. I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. <laughs> incredible, amazing, fantastic, brilliant, awesome, incredible, terrific, super, superb, um, good, great, lovely, ju- uh, jubilant. That's all of those things is what Log's feature was. Oh, sorry, you're probably wondering where, where I was going with that. I was describing Log's feature using my vast vocabulary of words. Incredible, brilliant, fantastic, egregious, unctuous, uh, fabulous. That's a good one. Um, good, great, um, nice, delightful, incredible, absolutely good, fantastic. That all of those things, all of those words can be applied to what I've just listened to, and that was Log's feature. Oh, sorry, I don't know where I went there. That was, <laughs> oh, that's all staying in. You know, I just can't be asked. I am I'm running. I'm running a bit late for something, so I can't go back and edit this now. Uh, you're just gonna have to deal with me saying "incredible" over and over again as a as a substitute for humor, script, content, or banter. Um, you know what, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. I've actually enjoyed being your host this week, and I hope you've enjoyed it too. I'd like to extend a warm thank you to the readers, to you, for being here. I'd like to extend my gratitude to John Log Blythe for taking the time to contribute to this week's episode of the podcast, and to Gav Murphy, who despite, despite being on the back of a motorbike, still found the time and the, the willing... It's, it's showing willing, I think, is, is what really gets me. The lack of willing. The lack of consideration. The sheer balls-out nastiness and decrepitude of mor- moral fibre that I see exemplified in the actions of Joe and Matt. The pair of scumbags I call friends <laughs> oh, I'm sorry Joe and Matt no I'm <laughs> you know, it's honestly fine it's honestly fine they'll be back next week they better be back next week otherwise that's it that's actually it for the podcast I'm done I'm done with these losers fuck's sake you're amateurs get with it I'm not working with you anymore unless you pull your fingers out of one another's asses. get your shit in gear Get your asses down to the podcast. Get around a microphone. Do some features. And don't come at me with this I'm in Japan, I don't have a computer bullshit anymore. I've had it up to here. I'm done. 
I'm actually done. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and you can help us out. You can also come to a live show. We've got a live show coming up in November. Go to canalcafetheatre.com and check out our upcoming shows. There's one in November, 7.30 at the Canal Cafe Theatre. It's going to be lovely. It's going to be sweet. I'm not going to be there for that one. But I think I think the boys could pull together and probably pull something resembling entertainment out, out of their collective mouths and into the microphones and then into your ears but if you can't come along to that don't worry about it because we'll be back next week anyway and with with a healthy dollop of, of friendship and um hopefully hopefully uh my little outburst there <laughs> hasn't caused actual an actual offense or a schism in the podcast a papal schism the best kind of schism papals papal schisms um, okay, that's it from me. That's it from you. Good night and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>